Okay, next we're going to talk about exposure. When anxiety happens for the first time within a specific situation, for example, let's say you are a program manager at a local nonprofit and there's an expectation that every month you will present to the board of directors on your program. If the first time you go and present, you fumble your words, or there are questions that you don't have the answers to, you might develop anxiety. You might develop a fear of inadequacy or a fear of making mistakes. You get worried. You develop anxiety related to that very specific situation of presenting in front of others. What can happen is that that can generalize to other settings where you become worried. You anticipate that it's going to be a discomforting situation. It's going to create distress. It's going to be unpleasant. And so instead, you decide to avoid feeling that way. You call out sick. Maybe you decide that you want to change jobs. Um, You've learned to anticipate the discomfort and anxiety and to avoid it. Okay? So we're talking about avoidance. When we feel anxious in situations, we can develop behaviors that try to mitigate those feelings. We try to decrease those feelings by avoiding this situation. Well, it may be helpful in the short term, but in the long term, it creates more problems. It actually impairs our daily functioning, especially if it's a part of my job. So what we have to do is we have to develop a way to approach the situation to overcome the fear. And that's what we mean when we talk about exposure. Okay? So when we're working with our patients and they're describing situations that create anxiety for them, we're looking for areas in their life where it is getting in the way, either at work, at home, in their relationships. We want to really be able to understand what it is that they're experiencing. Okay? Now remember, I said that in the short term, by avoiding the situation, anxiety will decrease, okay? So it's actually reinforced, okay? So they decide to do it again and again, but ultimately it does not solve the problem. So if avoiding things people fear make them harder and harder to face, how could we possibly get them to face the fear? once it's reinforced. Well, the way that we go about this is by creating what we call exposures, in vivo exposures, where we break down the activity into various steps so that they can experience the anxiety, master it, build confidence, and then move on to the next step. So ultimately, they stop avoiding the situation, okay? So they're slowly building up their confidence to face harder things.
And this is a very important strategy for anxiety. Uh, social anxiety, specific phobias, generalized anxiety, panic, many different types of anxiety disorders. Um, so how do we organize those exposures? Well, the first step is we need to identify all the behaviors that might be maintaining the anxiety or the avoidant behavior. Okay, so one of the first steps is we are going to make a list. We're going to inventory all of the different situations or circumstances that trigger the worry or anxiety. The situations that they avoid because of the anxiety or worry and then the behaviors they engage in in response to the worry. Okay. So we want to make sure that we're including things that may not be obvious. So topics of conversation, news items, missed opportunities, thoughts of illness, accidents, not accepting invitations, putting things off, not going to dinner parties, leaving activities where there's lots of people, fear of heights, you name it. Okay, so a couple examples would be avoiding newspaper items about mass shootings. Being unable to leave work until all email is checked. Putting off your tax until a few days before the deadline. Next, we'll rank the situations and circumstances in terms of the anxiety, okay? And then we'll break down the behavior into smaller, more manageable steps. Okay, 